I'm Chris. I'm Gonzo. And you're listening to Maybe We're Just Old Podcast. Dry January is in the distant, distant rearview mirror at this point, man. February's been, <laughs> been wet, wet and wild. <laughs> That's funny. You got the all day pass, just get on every ride, yeah. getting on all the water slides. <laughs> got the fast pass. I'm skipping lines. Yeah, yeah man. I'm staying staying keeping it wet wet yeah i think we're both good. doing it feels good it feels good to be back on the wagon with you uh just sitting on the front of the of the wagon hitting the horses and going a little bit fast but not too fast and just driving dwi style you know that's right well i'm passed out in the back in the, <laughs> in the back of the wagon um i went dark i got a sampler pack from real ale from the the good friends over at, at Real Ale, um, we still need to get back in contact with them. And um, it's all it's just it's three different dark beers, but this one is Commissar, I think is how it's pronounced. But it's a Russian Imperial Stout. It's nine point eight percent alcohol. Oh wow! Um, You're really in so, the deep yeah. end with that. I didn't go yeah, that far. <laughs> just hopped all the way yeah. into the to the deep end and um and it's fantastic it's such if you like russian imperials um it's great very has that sweetness that you get from those types of stouts and um to me it doesn't taste like it's almost 10 percent alcohol like i mean it definitely has a kick like that doesn't just happen but like it's still very very smooth for for being that high it's gonna creep up you can tell it's one of them sure one of them sneaky Russians. Yeah, man. I'm still, I still have my floaties on. I'm still like kind of, you know, tiptoeing where I don't need the floaties. I can still go, but like mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. can still reach the bottom. Um, yeah, man, I'm easing into it. I got a couple of beers actually. So I've been sitting on uh, this one. My buddy Jeremy got me. He was in, in Oregon, I guess probably last month sometime. And he got me one from Eugene, Oregon from a brewery called Ninkasi. Ninkasi Brewery, never heard of it before, uh, but it's a juicy IPA called Prismatic, and it has notes of citrus, tropical, and dank. So you always want the notes of dank to be in there. Let's oh yeah, try. much much dank. It's good. It does have the dank in there. I can taste it. Uh, it's good. It tastes like a nice, refreshing, juicy IPA. Um, so yeah, shouts to him for giving me this. Been sitting on it, so nice little toe dip into the into the water. I also got this Yingling Hershey's chocolate porter that you talked about a few months back, mm-hmm. um, that I raved about. You raved about it. So initially, first couple drinks, I was like, "This is nasty," but it's grown on me since I've been drinking it and we've been talking. Because uh, I've been kind of going through both of them. Maybe that's where I went wrong. Uh, cycling through two different beers but uh, I did start with the yingling and drank it by itself for a while and I didn't like it and now by the end of it I think I like it Want a little bit more huh because yeah the chocolate really got me as I continued to drink it it started to get better and better and it started tasting probably what you were you were thinking um so yeah it was good it was good it wasn't you know um, life-changing Hershey's chocolate porter uh yeah. i'll get it every every christmas um but it was good i'm glad i only got a bottle and not a six pack but still pretty good porter i enjoy it i'm glad that you came around because i i did rave over it and i really liked it um i was telling you off pod 
about the good friend, the good homie Jesse, uh, longtime supporter of the pod, um, said that he was going to boycott and uh, unsubscribe and tell everyone that he no longer trusted me as a human because he hated that. He hated that that porter. But I also don't know his, you know, his experience with porters and stuff in general because it's just like, you know how that goes. Sometimes it's just like that's just not the style. And I think that seeing Hershey's on the bottle, like you might get a, a preconception about it. Well, see, I think the initial drinks were not Hershey enough. And then when I got to about halfway, it got more chocolatey at the end. Yeah. The notes of chocolate at the end, uh, which I was looking mm. forward to because I love me some Hershey's chocolate. Um, That's right. So I was looking forward to it. I didn't get it as much at first, but then, yeah, almost done with it now. And it, it finished well. It finished well. I'm glad. I'm glad that you like it. Yeah. Glad that you're back on the wagon. Feels good. Um, because you don't want to be by yourself on the wagon. It's a lonely place to be in. It's a very, very lo- sad and lonely place uh, to be on the wagon solo. So it feels um, like getting well, out of jail, honestly. Like today, because uh, I had, you know, was given a little bit a few days into February too. I was trying to go dry, and uh, man, like yeah, today just feels like I got out of jail and I'm able to do whatever I want. You know, um, drink whatever You're I want. Free man, just, I'm a free man. You're free man. Yeah, feels good. Feels good. World so yeah, I went double duty, and then I'll you know probably, I don't know, drink all week as much as I can, and then hopefully calm it down a bit. I saw that you had gotten a Martin House the other day. How was that? Because I saw that can, uh, it's like a rabbit and it was pink and what was it called? Yeah. Do you remember? I don't. I don't know because the font on it was really weird. Um, had a yeah. really cool can. I want that on a shirt. Yeah, because um, it's like real pink and blue, like bubblegummy looking with this um with this rabbit character on it. Um it, it was called Raz something. It had raspberry in the title, is what it was, but was it okay? Um, that, it was, I think that's why it was I didn't sour. I that's why I didn't get it because I don't I'm not a big raspberry guy. So it wasn't, I mean, the raspberry's there, but it's eight percent, which is already that's pretty high for a sour, usually. Yeah. And um I really liked it. I thought it was pretty balanced and it didn't go crazy like sometimes they can with, with certain Martin houses. So um, I really was digging that. Almost made that one the pod beer, but because I still have another one of those left. But um, yeah, I was feeling dark. I was feeling dark and dirty. So I wanted to bring out the Imperial Stout. And then I'm probably going to cycle through some of those other ones that are in there. Oh, there was a Scotch Ale. Everything else in that pack was like pretty heavy. So yeah head first man head first into the deep end yeah i had Sink a couple i had a couple of drinks last last week uh all of them were a little just like i don't know just not like refreshing enough it was just like getting that that mouth fill back in into your into your body yeah <laughs> it's just like uh everything tasted a little off and then by by mid yeah. mid drink it was like ah oh, this is what i've been missing in my life it's like my mm, body was i'm home trying to figure it out <laughs> yeah <laughs> trying to rest into it uh so yeah man okay. everything's uh green everything's go so yeah i, I think i want to get me into some uh some new stuff i've been kind of hesitating to get because i didn't want it to sit in the fridge for too long so yeah uh, the pod beers will be will be nice for the next month or so yeah i'm 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 down we can get we can get fancy with it yeah as we're climbing up in the episode count right um, dude so <laughs> real quick i wanted to mention um poetic justice after my 
seemingly <laughs> endless rant last week about uh, my card randomly getting declined over a $9 taco purchase at Taco Villa. Um, the other day, like I went back and I was going to get dinner for all of us. Wanted something easy. They have this big survival pack is what they call it, right? So it's like, I don't know, a bunch of tacos, a bunch of burritos. And every time that they that they do that, whenever you order that, like you see the count add up. And then at the end is whenever it applies the discount for the pack, right? So like I go over there, I ordered that, and then I didn't see the discount. So I pull up at the window and a young guy working. And I was like, is the pack discount on there? And he's like, yeah, yeah, it is. And then he hands me the receipt and it's not on there. And that's like a difference of like three, four dollars. It's not enough to like go ballistic on, but that's that's something, you know what I mean? That's a couple yeah. tacos worth potentially. And then I see the person who was in charge was the, the kind young woman who had gave us the, the free tacos last time whenever she thought that we were poverty stricken. So then I can't say anything now. I can't start complaining over three dollars now after in her turn around and be like, oh, you're back. And, you know, after she waived the taco fee. So that was the, yeah. So you didn't no say good anything. goes unpunished. Yeah. You, you know, pay, I just, so you paid I just ate tacos. It, Yeah. Okay. That's, I had uh, to pay, yeah. I paid extra for my tacos this time. I had to go without the discount. So I think I still had, there's still a net gain in there of maybe a couple of dollars, but um, yeah. Yeah. Gain. I didn't need to feel guilty last time because I ended up having to eat it this time. <laughs> look at, look at God work, you know? He only gives you ways, man. Yeah, <laughs> give it and, and Lord take it away, man. So, um, yeah, I ended up paying it back to the corporate powers that be, but and I don't even get credit for it because it's like, like I, I I wasn't really mad about necessarily three or four dollars. I was mad that I asked the dude. Yeah, he was like, yeah, it's on there. Like he just lied to my face, man. Like you don't got to lie to my face. Like you can right. just say something like, I don't know. Let me ask somebody like he could have got it straightened out, but he was just like, yep, you're good. And hands it to me. And it's not on there. And I was just like, man, but, um, yeah. So that was, that was the Lord take a thing away. But, hey, um, like all, I said, is, I all is right now. Up. All is right. Yeah, Restore balance to the world. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm no longer off balance, which is good. Yeah. Thank you for your sacrifice. Uh, I'm sure it'll, mm. yeah. It'll make you look good in, in a, a much future uh, thing that you do. Who knows when you go to a McDonald's or another fast food restaurant, maybe it'll pay you back somehow. Maybe you'll get, you know, an extra large instead of a large or something. You never wow. know. I might go to Sonic and then end up with some stray fries in the tater tots. That's always dope. Yeah. Like whenever you order the tots and then there's still a few fries that got just caught up in the mix. Like that always feels like extra. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you there. Tater tots are gross. Uh, just I don't know. Continue the hot takes of food that I have. Uh, I don't oh, like tater tots. Well, I like the really really crispy tater tots. Like that's preferable. I don't want to taste like no no like a soft hash brown inside. Like uh, no no a, a flaccid tater tot is not. <laughs> uh, it's not the most appetizing thing in the world. So yeah, I'll give you that. But I wouldn't in in the pass fail sense. I'm gonna give tater tots a pass though. That's kind of wild that you're just like no. Nah. Yeah, I would fail them. They're not rule out there. Yeah, I would fail them. I would like if I get tater tots in that scenario, I always just give them to Mandy. It's like, hey, you want tater tots? She's like, yeah. Like, I don't I don't see that as a bonus. I see it take it away from my French fries. Um, <sighs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not big on tater tots. Do you get fries at Sonic? Yeah. 
for sure. I don't think I've ever once had fries at Sonic because it's like I'm gonna get tots or I'm gonna get onion rings because oh onion rings you really have good they're even worse. I hate that goes onion rings, tater tots, fries. Actually, it goes onion rings, tater tots. Don't put anything in there, and then fries because I'd rather have nothing than tater tots or onion rings. Just like the child applesauce pouch or something. Yeah, like that. I'd rather Just have. Like, give me the kids meal. Yeah, yeah. Give me the <laughs> give me the gluten free the... chips or something. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy man but i guess some people just don't like onions are you anti-onion oh yeah is that is that the that's, is that the root of it yep yep onion everything don't like onions at all don't like onions at all onions that's and crazy. mustard are my two my two nose if those two things are in whatever mill then it's absolutely not that's wild like yeah. is it is it bad enough like if there's mustard that's on the burger that you ordered like you can't eat it no can you ignore i could wipe it, it off i could wipe it, it off and you can still do that because some people are like no it, it's already been touched it's infected I can't have that anymore and they won't even do that no. they can't even do the wipe <laughs> no because i grew up in a, a mexican family so they were just like oh you ain't eating so you gotta just like <laughs> you gotta get over those like That's true. <laughs> you gotta get over those That's like true. we'll get you a new one like nah they're just like well i guess you ain't eating bro uh, yeah, you're, <laughs> so put I, some water on the cereal and fucking eat it. Exactly. If you want to either that or just go to bed. So okay, I yeah. feel you. So I learned to be acceptable with the with the wiping off and just like dousing it with like ketchup or something. So uh, ketchup is my go-to. Like I'm still a big ketchup person. I'm still you know nine years old. Chicken nuggets you and know, ketchup. I'm fine with it though. You put ketchup on the chicken nuggets though. That's kind of wild. Oh, yeah. What do you do? Barbecue sauce? I'm guessing. That's going to be barbecue sauce primarily. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Buffalo sauce. Yeah. I like buffalo sauce in most places. Yeah. Catch it. But if I'm at McDonald's getting as many nuggets as I have the money to pay for, because I can eat those until I explode, I'm pretty much going to go primarily barbecue sauce. No. Ketchup. Love ketchup. That's crazy. Nuggets. I think I would. I, I think I would just go dry. I think I would go totally nude. Uh, Instead of ketchup, before I did the ketchup. Yeah, I'm not really a ketchup guy. Um, even with fries, I'd rather do like maybe ranch or something. Right? I don't even really. Oh, that's I don't really get the fries anymore. I think you're in the minority like, here. I don't think. I think with that one, I think yeah. I think with fries for sure. Yeah. But um, yeah. I just prefer ketchup. Like I don't mind having like the sweet sour, even barbecue sauce with my nuggets. But I just prefer yeah. ketchup. Like if I had the choice, it would always be ketchup. But do you like at the house? Do you keep like artisan ketchup? Like do or do you just you kick it old school? Oh, the cheapest ketchup the... you could buy. Like it has to be under a dollar for like the the squeezable bottle, like the <laughs> the HEB plus or whatever, or the United it, kind of value, great value ones. Those don't taste better, man. Like with just like a plain, like a cartoonish picture of a tomato. Like yeah. that's pretty much the whole label. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, I'm with that. Now those right with fancy that. ketchups are pretty gross, actually. Uh, I don't like them; they're too sweet. I agree with you. Yeah, they they kind of they're 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 getting a little like, come on, guys, pump your brakes here. It's uh, you're still just ketchup. Like you're you're getting a little bit too adventurous. Except for spicy ketchups, like Whataburger. They're the ones that have the spicy ketchup. Yeah, right? yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's a little. It's 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 a little bit maybe overrated. Yeah, but um, I'm not a like pepper and ketchup guy, so uh, I just like the plain Jane ketchup nuggets. Just give me all the stuff, man. Good with the. I don't need all that extra stuff. Milk. 
Yeah. Are you, exactly. are, you, are you drinking a milk to wash it down? For sure. For sure. Uh, I don't need all that fancy barbecue stuff because I don't want to be hurt when they forget it to throw it in the bag at the end. Just be like, okay. Oh. That's fair. It's more of a strategy than anything else. It's like, there's nothing that triggers me more in this world than getting home and my sauce not being in there. I fucking lose my mind and just start ranting around the house, cursing, saying that I'm going to burn down whatever location did that. Yeah. And of course, I always drop the, it's their only job. And right. like that type of stuff. Because it's like that the same situation. Shit out of me. That you said about the guy who you asked and he was like, yeah, it's in there. That's the same thing with like that most of the time. It's like, hey, you went through your trouble of asking for like, hey, could I get ketchup, barbecue sauce, yeah. Chick-fil-A sauce? Could I get extra something? Could I get, you know, whatever? And they don't throw it in there. It's just like, why, why, why am I even here? I shouldn't even been talking. Like, why am I talking to you? Because you can't do your job putting in ketchup. Um, yeah. I agree. It, I'm with like, you there. Because Chick-fil-A would never. I don't know if I've ever been ne- neglected or denied my sauce at Chick-fil-A. If I did, mm-hmm. then there was... I don't know the ones that I've been to. If they messed, if they made a mistake, I, I'm just assuming that they're going through some sort of trauma or something at the moment yeah. because they wouldn't do that under without being under duress See, of some I'm, kind. So this is a whole conversation because before we uh, moved here to Bastrop, Chick Fil A was you know ten for ten, b- batting a thousand. Like we say, they could yeah, do no yeah. wrong. They got everything right. It was always hot and fresh. Blah blah blah. Then we get here. Like there's one literally two minutes away. Like we get it all the time on the way home and they forget the hell out of some stuff. And it's like, I almost want to report them to like the better business bureau or like if Chick-fil-A has the same thing, like the better Chick-fil-A bureau, which I'm assuming they have because they're so you know great at everything that they do. But I think it's just God, right? I think, because <laughs> right. I think, I think they're almost pretty much just a religious organization at this point. So yeah. I think you just pray about it. Man, um, you're going there. You're going somewhere though, because I want that on my conscience of reporting them to God, and them just like being shunned. And like next time I go and circle around the the highway, they're just not there anymore. Like the whole thing's just stricken, stricken <laughs> down. Gone. It's just like that's my fault. Like I lost all those employees their jobs because I was like, man, y'all y'all didn't put in the the dressing for my salad on there, man. Like which they. For some reason, like salad stuff is just, I don't know, maybe that's the Achilles heel nobody ever goes to. <laughs> it's because like, yeah, you say your Chick-fil-A sauce and your ketchup. Oh, yeah, I, we got that all day. But whenever it comes to like, man, I would really like some tortilla strips with this salad. They're like, nope, it's in there, but it's not. And it's just like, I don't know. That's but, pretty triggering, too. Whenever they don't give you all the, the salad yeah. accoutrement. They, they neglect the the yeah. croutons or something. I think that that's worthy of praying for a lightning strike or, you know, well, yeah. I don't know, some sort of tsunami to come through and wipe it out. I mean, well, maybe that'll happen next time you're there. You're like, we don't know what happened, but it flooded only where this Chick-fil-A was located. Yeah. And, um, and the whole thing just sunk into the ground. I haven't said anything yet. So maybe that was, I don't know, my conscience kind of wearing on me to where it's like, I don't know. Because there's a Hobby Lobby right behind it, too. So who knows? Who knows with that combo, like being there, <laughs> what could happen? You know, like it could be the whole city that goes down because of the Hobby Lobby and Chick-fil-A being so close together. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I'll, I'll save it you to where they forget like a whole sandwich or something. Um, and then that's it, because I can do. I can do some things, but I can't do, you know, whole things, whole meals just being wasted. Yeah, especially at some point. Yeah. Especially since they, you know, their customer service is on par with with God, you know. So 
Uh, it is. It is. They're closer <laughs> than the rest of us. And um, so, like, that's also what makes you feel bad for, like, ever wanting to complain is whenever they're super polite, whatever. And they're out there with, like, the vest on in the hail and the snow, whatever's going on. And they're still just like, my pleasure. I'm like, damn, man, y'all are really about that life. Yeah. So they started the whole, like, like taking orders, like going to the cars, having it Mm -hmm. just like expedited pretty fast. Have, have you seen any other restaurants do that? Cause our McDonald's does that now too. And it's so weird. Cause it seems like it's so fake. Like, I don't know. They're like standing by, by the window underneath like a tent like thing and it's just not needed but i feel like they're only yeah. doing it because chick-fil-a uh has done it and it's that like has they're trying it and it's literally yeah. like them like the window person gives it to them and they give it to us and it's just like you're just i don't know what this does to y'all but like it seems just like you're putting more work on these people <laughs> just trying to shoot these assists yeah so do they have they don't so do they don't have like the special window like they did the the main chick-fil-a that we always go to they did a, a remodel on it. So now the like the actual drive-through window is like floor to ceiling and it's, its own door that oh, they wow. can walk out no. of straight from the window itself. Like it still has a window, but they can walk right out. And there's no. two lanes. There's people just everywhere on the ground. They almost don't need a building anymore because it's like everything yeah. is happening outside. So like they might as well just be under a tarp, just you know, grilling up or whatever right the 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 chickens and stuff like that because it's a ours will have like two runners by the window and they're like doing what you say they're just in and out cycling weaving through people uh being the runners but like that mcdonald's is literally just one person and he's just like under a tent and he's just like i'll go get your order he'll go bring it to you instead of (laughs) the guy just handing it to me i don't know it's weird i think it's just like not even on a friendly Skates face in front anything? of you. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you were on rollerblades or something like that, then it would make sense. Cause then yeah. it'd be, I get a little bit of like a show, you know, a little bit of a song yeah. and dance with the whole thing, but it's like, I will say that guy underneath his tent has a whole condiment type of setup going on. So he's like, I think the last in line for the condiment distribution. So mm. maybe they're onto something there to where it's just like that guy's main job like his only like we say that's their only job like his only job is like give him the bag with the stuff ask him if they need just the condiment condiment man yeah that's kind of dope i like this whole idea we should take that and just expound on it further and just where it just feels like a straight up rave every time that you're going through the (laughs) drive-thru like do y'all have um dutch brothers coffee places down there we do uh i think we have a few I haven't been to one, but I know they're all up in Amarillo. I've seen them last time I was down there. They have like five or six of them in Amarillo now. They just keep yeah. popping up everywhere. Like we're, they were everywhere in Colorado whenever we lived up there. And now it's like we keep seeing them. And like any Dutch Brothers that you go to, it doesn't feel like they're even working. Like, but in the best way, you're just kind of like almost oh, okay. like you don't want to bother them because just every they got music playing inside the thing. And it's always just like music that's questionable for a business. But everyone in there is just like yin yang twins. They, like, yeah, it's, it's just twenty four seven yin yang twins, with like, yeah. Everyone has like man buns and stuff yeah. like that, and crop tops. And Anything just, like Jazzy Faye produced is just like Jazzy Faye radio. <laughs> just the entire, ladies and gentlemen, and like, and then they just bring out your stuff, and it's like everything on their menu is going to give you diabetes. 
um, it, which is fine. It's it's not like regular coffee. Everything's real like thick and blended, and uh, okay. and it has like fifteen shots of, ca- of of espresso in it and stuff. And it's but um, but it always has that weird party atmosphere. So like, if we can capture that, blend that with our like chicken sandwich. I'm I'm guessing we're doing chicken sandwiches and nuggets yeah. in our facility. Yeah. And um, yeah, but we do that. They're on skates. Like the tarp is gonna have like do you remember Galaxy Bowling whenever that was a real big thing? Whenever they yeah. would turn all the lights at the bowling alley. Yeah. And you would just see like disco lights and it was real disorienting. I, I like want that. the drive-thru to be like that. I like, like that. Then we can have just people where like you don't see them, you just see their smiles. Like, and that could be like <laughs> part of the the catchphrase slogan is just like all you see is smiles and it's just them handing you yeah. the food and then them like Perfect. having that that paint like around them like with stars and hearts and stuff like oh yeah because black lights then they yeah. have like a, a a grill that that like reacts yeah. to the black light yeah and sure. um yeah condiment guy is just sitting in the corner just like what you need man and like yeah. the whole thing he opens up like he has a trench coat full of all the different condiments and he's just like hanging it out like it's pretty much gonna be burning man yeah. except chicken sandwiches I don't think it was our intention to get into and re- become a recap episode or like Last of Us type show, but this this show has been so damn good that we cannot not talk about it. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. and then like I didn't know your your kind of going into it how how big of a fan you were of the game and how much you were into it. Like I had in my mind I was going to watch it every Sunday. It was going to be my thing, and I'd probably you know touch on it with you here and there. Uh, seeing that you don't, you know, ha- like heavily involved in watching like series ongoing, and so I was like, ah, oh, it won't, it won't be too much of a thing. But then it's been pretty refreshing, and then awesome, just kind of getting your take on the game side of it. And I enjoy doing these recaps because one, just having the talk with somebody about it is is really cool, and then uh, yeah, getting the other side of it's real, real fun. So, and they just been such such great TV. So good. It like it really worked out that way too. Cause like I had been a fan for a long time, but like you're not really a gamer dude, so we haven't yeah. really talked about that type of stuff. And like it's a ten year old game, um, it's already been released on three different consoles because it originally came out for the PS3. Then they did the first remake for the PS4, and then they did the full remaster on PS5. And it's like I've, I've been into it for a while, so like it, it just worked out because I you know I never watch anything new, especially like on time. Yeah. Like I get, if I do watch something newer, then I get to it when I get to it. So this has been a lot of fun. Yeah. And then like Ed mentioned after the first couple of episodes, like, why is it so big? Why is it, you know, why is everybody talking about it? Why is it such a buzz? Like not so much going on. There's not another big TV series that's going up against, but I think it's kind of almost, it's actually that good. Like it's, it's so good. Like it's one of the best series, uh, these first, you know, six episodes in that that's been done like uh they can't miss every episode has been really great i'm glad to hear that that's been your um your perspective on it too because like i figured that i was already gonna have like a 
a little of, of just a biased opinion of it just because I love the the source material game so much. So it's I'm glad to hear that it really is, you know, legitimately that good of a show because I know I love it. So it's cool hearing like your take and anybody else who wasn't, you know, who never played the game, like hearing them enjoy it as much as I am. So yeah, pretty and dope, it, man. It is uh even though Pedro like he's it's a Pedro Pascal factor. He has he doesn't do no wrong in TV. Um, yeah. but he's honestly getting not outacted, but like he's not even like the biggest thing in some of these episodes. Like, like we'll get into this this next episode. Let's let's get into it actually. Number five, yeah. Endure and Survive, which is the um the follow-up of Sam and Henry's story. Uh at before that episode, episode four, they kind of have him at gunpoint at the end, so you're not sure what the story is gonna go, at least from from my point of view. This episode, Endure and Survive, starts out with them kind of talking it out with Joel and Ellie, obviously getting like a plan going. They obviously don't kill each other. So uh, it's Henry. Henry's the older one, right? Not Sam's yes. the kid. So Henry kind of, you know, talks with Joel, talks him into kind of getting them out of the city. He sees Joel kind of handle those other guys when he gets into the city. So he knows like he has some sort of either ops or like, military background to where he could feel protected with with Joel getting him out of the city and of course Kathleen who's the leader of that that overtaken QZ uh she has her army that's looking for all of them uh mainly Henry uh for killing her brother right it was her brother that yeah. he kind of narked on uh which that's what you find out too is like he he becomes like a source for the QZ and he kind of gives up Kathleen's brother in order to help his um little brother Sam with his illness to get medicine. So it's kind of like, you know, you do what you do for people you love type thing, which kind of leads into the whole thing with Ellie and Joel becomes like a good parallel between the whole episode of like Joel, Joel and Ellie's relationship and Sam and Henry's. So the whole, like the whole episode is kind of like their journey into getting out of the city, obviously dealing with like the Kathleen factor and getting some of her backstory. And that's going into her, her brother and why it's so important. For her to to seek this vengeance on on Sam and Henry uh, for killing him, um, real real deep deep episode. Uh, so they get out of the city and they kind of they go through all of that without kind of a, a big thing, and then all of a sudden they kind of get to the edge of the city or out of the city, and um, they come across this house where this guy's shooting at them, and I guess it's kind of like their last of defense from that QZ. They end up calling Kathleen and the whole gang and they kind of meet at this thing uh, where, you know, they're kind of fighting back and forth. Kathleen has this big old speech, which is really great, by the way, uh, between Sam, uh, Henry and and Kathleen. And then throughout all that, I guess what like one of the the trucks kind of run into this house, it's like this big old like dump truck looking uh, vehicle runs into the house and kind of, I don't know. What do you what do you say? Kind of craters into the into the earth, which kind yeah, of leads. almost like a sinkhole because there's yeah. the tunnels under the ground. They referenced it right. earlier that it sinks in. Yeah, and so that causes like a big old swarm of 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 zombies and infected to come out and kind of take over the whole scene because the whole scene was Kathleen kind of obviously getting to to Henry and almost on the verge of killing him, and this creates a whole kind of crazy scene man where that you see a swarm of these these things come out and it's like that's what you want in like a, a zombie-esque 
type shows yeah. is to see it go and you get um what's the big ones called you get your first look at the uh what are they called so that's the bloater the i don't bloater. know that they use that that term in the in the series yet yeah. but um that's what they're called in the game yeah you get your first look at a bloater which is just this huge type of goro looking guy uh and uh <laughs> yeah and so so anyways continue with the episode man and it gets real deep so and real real uh real dark uh basically that swarm of of infected kind of kill off all the people that were looking for for henry and sam and they kind of get away with joel and ellie uh they later find out that sam the young one was bitten um which turns into like the ending scene which was oh man i i found out later that y'all knew about it but man it it definitely got me and ends up you know sam gets bitten he turns and it ends up being being Henry, the one that takes him, and then he takes his own life at the end. And man, it was such a heavy episode. You fall in love heavy. with Henry. And I'm not doing justice in the little details of the episodes, but you fall in love with Henry and Sam instantly. And you want him to like ride with with Joel and, and Ellie to the end, and it just be like a forecast, four person cast, like throughout the whole thing. Like in a perfect world, that would be it, would be them four, like yeah going across country doing all the doing all the the whole journey together but i did, i had my reservations of falling too much in love because i knew they weren't like in the in the super trailer like you know throughout the whole series so mm-hmm. knew there was going to be some sort of you know something happening i was really hoping it was like hey we're going left y'all go right that type thing um but yeah after seeing sam was was bitten and infected i kind of knew what was going to happen and I knew kind of what it was going to be at the end. Like Henry wasn't going to be able to live without his purpose of of living, and that being Sam uh, being infected. So yeah, man, real real heavy episode. Actor acting was real great by those two actors. Um, Super on point. Yeah, and it just kind of lays the table of like that that bond between Ellie and Joel. Um, anything I missed? I know I, I kind of recapped it fast, but go ahead and fill in the holes if you'd like. Yeah, man. Like, I like that. It's a good summary. So, um, yeah, we can kind of get into to some of the differences maybe a little bit. So, um, like, the the locale is different in the game, but it still serves the same sort of purpose. Um, like, they did – so that whole segment where they're going through that city block where there's a sniper that's shooting at them, they're hiding behind cars, and then Joel has to sneak all the way up to the front. He takes out the sniper, and then – once all hell breaks loose and ever Kathleen and her crew show up, he's having to take them out from up there. Um, that was incredibly well done because that's one of the most memorable parts of the entire game in terms of action sequences. So it plays exactly like that in the game. Like so you have to work your way through the front. You are Joel, right? And you're just basically like yeah. picking off zombies as they're trying to escape. Yeah, so you end up working your way all the way up. So you're having to do a lot of like, first you're like on the defense because there's that sniper. So you're just trying to work your way all the way through it. You finally get up there, you end up taking them out and then you end up getting the rifle and then it plays exactly like that. And it's a whole like just sniper scenario where you're spending a lot of time like looking through the scope and you're trying to take them out as they're trying to, to get to, to Ellie and, and company as they're ducking between cars and whatever it is. They're just kind of hiding and trying to work their way up the block. So that's really cool whenever they can't always do that so whenever they get the opportunity to like really reflect an action sequence exactly as it plays out in the game 
that's always really exciting. So that they, it's huge fan service in that sort of aspect. Um, like in terms of the characters, man, like the way that they develop them, it really hitting on both Henry as well, even Kathleen in that sense, who Kathleen really isn't a character in the game. Um, they really are pushing this whole narrative that's kind of a recurring theme of how there's almost no protagonist and antagonist in this world. Like everybody's both a good guy and a bad guy. We know that that uh, Joel has a, a history and a past of doing some kind of wild stuff, but you know, but you still love him. He's still the protagonist, like in our eyes. But it's almost like where everyone's the protagonist in their own eyes. Like Henry did some shit, he did some dirt, but it's like he was doing it to save his brother. And then Kathleen, she's like kind of raving, but her her brother got killed, and evidently he was like some great man, as the way that everyone was talking about him. Yeah, Henry so, does a good point at at like re, like telling what you're telling is kind of humanizing Kathleen is just like by by saying how great of a man his her brother was and like yeah. almost just being like I get it like you know everybody's got to like survive yeah. and advance type thing to where like everybody's doing bad everybody's doing good and it's, honestly it's just life now so that's just really, that's the reality yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. He, like you said it's not right but i get it and that's kind of everyone's perspective so one of the differences they did make um sam younger in this right. in the in the series so he's more he's like ellie's age in the um in the game like high school age yeah so that was one of the biggest changes with sam specifically is um he wasn't deaf in the in the the game itself but they they changed they made that change in the series and that added to it that much more so it they had that cool thing where he had the like the not an etch sketch but one of those magna doodles or something yeah. like that or yeah. he had like tied around his neck and that was how he was communicating which it, i don't know it just added something extra to it it added so, that um, sense of like uh of like being i think henry's like main source of like communication with the world for him like um and i don't know almost just keeping that bond between them even that tighter because it was like it was something that like he knew and he could communicate and they had their own language pretty much because not a lot of people i I would assume were because i know they killed off a lot of the people that were like young and like handicapped or like sick um they were trying to just kill them off or whatever so i'm assuming that it was like the the fittest of the fittest that kind of stayed alive and obviously the whole reason why uh henry ratted you know the brother out was to get medicine for his sick his sick brother uh let alone him being you know deaf but i think it just created like a better bond between them that they were just like hey i have to help him he's my source of communication with the outside world um yeah, yeah. i just created that closeness with them i think a little bit more gave him that much more purpose and everything else yeah. So, um, yeah, so they, in terms of the introductory of the, the introduction of the bloater, that wasn't done at that time in the game. It was at a, at a different point in the game when the, the first time that you see the bloater, but it worked really well within the series, yeah. the way he came out and he's super, super strong and everything like that. The whole idea is that they, it's an infected who survived way longer. The fungus has taken over so much that they're, like a super like like the clickers but to an extreme extent so they have extra strength and everything else um that's one thing that's significantly different from the game in terms of the the design of that character is because they don't really do the whole uh like airborne 
aspect of it in the oh, series okay. so much. I think probably just to keep it a little bit simpler, because in the game you're having to put on a gas mask a lot. But um, the bloaters in the game, like all the little, you know, like the texture lumpiness that they had were more like almost like bubbles that would, and that's why they called them bloaters is because they were like bloated with like a gas that would bust open, like whenever they would, and that would mm. spread like spores and stuff. So they changed the character a little bit to make him not like that. But I'm cool with that. Like it just it works well on screen. He looked cool. It was a guy in a suit, which is crazy. So you know yeah. that they're gonna win some makeup special effects awards yeah. on that. And um, but it gave him like the extra strength or whatever. And they're almost like boss characters in a way. And it's pretty cool because you see the uh Kathleen's right hand man, the first one that gets attacked by him and he rips his head off. Yeah, and you kind of see it in the distance, and that was like straight out of the game where they would do kill animations like that. That's a big part of the game is that like your kill animations, whenever you get caught, it does this little cinematic, you know, few second long sequence, but of whatever it is, if it's an infected, they're biting your neck and pulling it out. But like, if it's a bloater, they're like pretty much ripping you in half. And um, that was cool seeing that depicted on there. Um, and I don't know if we touched on it last time, but that, that character, that was the voice actor who did Tommy's voice. In yeah. The, yeah. In yeah. The, I think yeah, we mentioned yeah, which, it last time. Yeah, which is cool. I like that type of stuff. So um, that was all good. Another difference between the game and the series, which really didn't matter, but in the game, you kind of somewhat part ways with them for a little bit, and then you end up reconvening later as opposed to mm. being together the whole time. But in the time frame that they have for the episode, it made sense to keep them together. But um, it was just as heavy. Now, it's funny because you said the, you know, we saw it coming. I don't know why. I mean, it's been a couple of years since I played it um, and got to that part. Like we've been playing it, but we're not there yet. And I somehow forgot that yeah. whole sequence. And um, in my mind, I thought that they parted ways and they survived. And you then thought you I had a little bit more time with them. Yeah. I thought I had a little bit more time. And then I went back and rewatched the the clip from the game just to, I was like, is that exactly how it looked? And it is. And it was heavy as shit in the game because it was the same thing. He, Whenever Sam turns, um, it, like Henry ends up taking him out and immediately takes himself out. And it's just like, holy shit. It's so bleak. Yeah. And it, it like, you know, you, you hate to see it, but it really paints the picture of the way of the world that they live in. Did they? How uh... bleak everything is. Did they build those two characters as well as they did in the TV series? Yes, in terms of story, but like Henry in particular was so incredibly well acted that in the series that yeah. it makes it stick out even more so in the series than it did in the game. Just yeah. because that actor completely just bodied that role. Like you believed every bit of it. You you outact yeah. Pedro in a scene and it's just like crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy to see. And uh not to say that Pedro wasn't acting his ass off either, but like, yeah, he definitely stole the show in this episode and it quickly yeah. felt like I said, you fall in love with them, you want more of them. And yeah, man, this this show is just, you know, giveth and taketh every episode, it seems like. And uh I know that's kind of the the thing too, probably like being a video game and being like you're going through, I would assume, you know, different stages and different cities and different zones. Yeah. And there is a lot of give and take and a lot of death that's it's just gonna be 
probably well done if they're able to they've already done it twice with two episodes like making you fall in love with characters and then ripping them from you so fast i'm sure this isn't the last of us (laughs) the last of them doing that to us uh well done well played yeah yeah. Um, Uh, you're on point with that how they've they've kind of touched on that but like one of the things that i'm noticing is that almost every single episode plays like a different type of almost like a different type of show in a way you know what i mean like there's like they're doing a really good job of pivoting between like it's not an outright action show like yeah like 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 you might expect anytime that you think about a video game ip you know what I mean? Especially one that's, you know, action oriented and violent and whatever you think that it's just going to be a straight up like action movie or action shooting. Series. Yeah. A lot of shooting, yeah. a lot of like, yeah. A lot of fighting with and, people. But instead that they've done a really good job of, of uh, they kind of pivot between storytelling types. It's all tied together. Like every episode really kind of stands on its own in terms of like the way that it's designed. And like you said, the characters that are developed, and they really killed it at the end of that whenever um, Joel and them, they end up basically like digging the graves for him and everything. Oh, yeah. and, and like, that was really heavy too, the way that they had depicted that before yeah. they ended up taking off. It was. And then it, it was almost like Ellie was, I don't know. I don't know what's in her mind. Like at the end, we didn't touch on, like she tries to cure Sam with her own blood by like cutting her hand and covering up his wound with the blood to kind of one, I think keep him at ease to kind of give him hope, but then also like almost trying it because she's supposed to be this, the savior of, of, of human. And uh, it almost like, you don't know where her headspace is after she loses like her only friend really uh, that we we've come to know. Uh, Yeah. And then kind of just seeing her just be like, Hey, let's go, Joel. Like we got, we got to go somewhere. And seeing Job kind of being the one that's like, you know, obviously he went to the trouble of burying him and then kind of laying him to rest. And like, Ellie's just like on to the next one. Like it almost, I don't know. I, don't, I was interested to see where her headspace was and how she was going to get out of that because um, I don't know, she's almost becoming like not ruthless, but like no conscious type person, you know, to where it's just like, yeah, yeah. I, this is the life I live. I don't, I can't, you know, love anybody or like anyone because they're going to be dead within, you know, a few days or so just more and more hardened by the whole thing and like yeah, there you go. that whole put it. sequence with the like her trying to rub the blood into his wound that wasn't in the game yeah that was a really cool addition to it because it just showed like you know just a last ditch effort yeah and um, it's a very kid thing to do i think too it's just like yeah as a kid like, i would probably try, try it <laughs> yeah yeah for real you're just like i don't know but maybe this will help and like you said at very least it comforted him i think that was one of the other good changes that they made about making him a little bit younger is that it gave her the opportunity to be almost big sister to him yeah so like whereas you know obviously henry is sam's big brother joel is you know almost like the father figure to ellie so she got to have like that sort of role that dynamic where she was you know the the older wiser one to this other person instead of them being the same age so like that was another good change it just added just a little bit more dynamic to it that was nice yeah i really like that i really like that aspect of it and then almost like you know accelerated her matureness a bit because she couldn't be the goofy you know kid that was just you know you know knocking around stuff or like kind of being you know a pest 
it was like, oh no, she had a job and it was to watch after Sam also. Like that was her thing. And maybe it'll, I don't know, turn out in the future to where it's just like, she's just grows in maturity because of all the, the horrible stuff that's happened to her. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, super. man, super, super hard and deep episode. Uh, and then, yeah, man, we'll go into the next episode because it's been a while since we recorded in episode six, we watched uh, that one's called, oh man, let me pull it up called Ken. And uh, episode starts with uh, Ellie and Joel. I think they start with the, the, the two, um, two elderly people, right. And like a out of yeah. nowhere type of northern scene stealers yeah dude they were so funny and it's basically them kind of questioning them kind of getting the lay of the land with this map and kind of almost figuring out where they're at and how close they are to to where they need to go and uh yeah those two actors uh, kind of stole the scene they were just real funny and witty and um very old married couple type type aspects type of back and forth nailed it yeah and they, they kind of figure out where they are and that they're close and these kind of pe- these people, they do warn them that you know you don't want to cross a, a certain river because that's where people go to die, and that they're kind of quiet and lonely where they're at, and they kind of you know just warn them that hey, you keep going that way, you know bad stuff's gonna happen. So obviously Ellie and Joel they continue on, and then they get kind of uh, kind of uh, not attacked but kind of circled by by this group of like cowboyish looking people, and they get. Um, you know, question is if as far as they, they infected, uh, which they both kind of passed the, the the test with the dog or whatever, which that was a cool scene. Um, yeah. And then uh, Joel kind of you know, mentions that he's looking for his brother. And then one of the, the members of the crew, um, I think, kind of, you know, uh, figures out who he is and they take him back to their their makeshift town, which is actually a pretty nice town. They got everything you need there. And then Joel's reunited with his brother, which is a really cool scene. Um, and yeah, man, they yeah. kind of get the lay of the land of the town. They kind of figure what he's doing there. And they've kind of built, he's kind of built his own life as far as just being uh, one with the, with the woman who kind of rescued, not rescued, but like found Joel and, and Ellie. And they kind of, you know, quote unquote, run the city a bit, even though it is kind of like a communal type thing. And yeah, man, it's just like a, a makeshift city where it has schools and, uh, everything you want and need in the town. They have farms and markets and all that stuff. Electricity. Electricity. That was a big one is that they had the power running through it too. Yeah, they figured out how to Sewage run the power. Energy. Yeah, they run by a dam through that when they were trying to find trying to find them. They kind of talk about and touch on electricity a bit. And yeah, man, they have just like their own makeup town. And you get into really heavy stuff with like Joel and his brother, Tommy, and kind of their dynamic. And you can kind of see and hear some things that kind of like, about their past and how the bad stuff that they did uh you had a couple other things throughout the episode um what's the what's the lady's name uh tommy's wife do you remember yeah i was trying to look that up anyways she kind of is like the 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 head of of their like council or whatever she kind of quote unquote, like i said run things a, a bit she's the former like da which made her like a good questioning she was just kind of figuring out joel and ellie she kind of tells ellie a little bit about sarah which is joel's you know obviously his daughter that died uh, at the beginning of the series um which ellie kind of figures out and uh and yeah and joel kind of um confides into his brother about him um 
kind of losing losing a <laughs> losing a bit of little bit of his uh his mind honestly like he's he doesn't know yeah. what to do he's he's slowing down he's having these like chest pains uh and he tells tells him about tests and kind of just you know breaks down a bit and ask Tommy to kind of finish off the job and take Ellie to to the to the fireflies and uh kind of agrees to do it a bit and then Ellie and him kind of get into a tiff because obviously Ellie is so close to Joel now she doesn't want to lose him and then when it comes down to it Tommy's ready to do it uh Joel kind of I don't know has a little second guessing of himself on what he wants to do and decides to give Ellie the choice of whether you know he wants Tommy or, or Joel to take her of course she picks Joel like quick it was so fast it wasn't even a thought uh and so they get a horse and some supplies and they go off into where they think the fireflies are. Uh, it's abandoned. They uh, they get some people that kind of hear them, I guess, and kind of, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know who they are, but they kind of attack Joel and kind of end the scene. They get into a uh, little bit of a tussle. Uh, some random guy and Joel ends up stabbing Joel. They get out off the horse, and then the end scene is Joel falling off the horse with his with his wound, and uh, Ellie just kind of like in a panic of what to do, and that was kind of roll credits after that, man. But uh, another really good episode. You get a little bit into the oh, mind of Joel, <laughs> get into a little yeah. bit of the mind of Ellie, and then it leaves you with a pretty good cliffhanger of like how are they gonna how are they gonna get out of this one man uh type type settings which i have my own theories but fill in the fill in the blanks again man did what else did you have to take away from this episode man it's crazy because it's like they it, it, there was like very little action in this other than that that brief scuffle at the end um it's but it was all it was paced so so well like starting with those characters at the beginning like the the native couple like you said they're kind of complaining scene stealers, excellent actors. I read this review on the episode that they were saying, like, I'd be comfortable doing a spin-off series with just yeah. that couple. Right. Like, because they were phenomenally well done and they had this weird sense of humor. Like yeah. she says, you know, whenever she says, you know, I'm okay, they didn't attack me. And he's like, Yeah, I can see that. And <laughs> they just have this weird deadpan vibe. She made him some soup. Yeah. That was another funny part. Perfect. <laughs> so well acted. And it was um, it was a, a like this huge juxtaposition between them and everyone else. Like if you caught that line whenever um he said something about people isolating, and he was like, We've been here since before you were born, Sonny. And um, like that's just the life that they lived anyway. And yeah. she even makes the joke about, yeah, I didn't want to, which was <laughs> really funny. That's some real married couple stuff right there. And um it was cool kind of seeing that because it's like they don't have the same experience as everyone else. They're just kind of doing their thing. They're hunting their rabbits and whatever it is. Um, like you said, so going into the to the town and I think her name is Maria. Like she's kind of it's crazy because they they say that she lost a child, too. So she's kind of like the counterpart to Joel in that aspect in terms of like what they've dealt with. And uh, you do see Joel and then in Pedro acting the shit out of his role in this one showing all sorts of vulnerability for the first time and it's like he's getting too caught up and he knows that whenever he's confiding in tommy like you said so that was all really really uh excellently uh oh yeah pedro in that scene pedro in that scene that's great yeah he's winning uh, the awards yeah yeah, for for sure 
whenever he says he's like failing everybody and he's like basically in tears, it was just like, God damn, this guy, this is why he gets <laughs> these roles. He's so freaking good at acting. It's just mind blowing. And then it pivots back over to the, uh, the scene with Ellie, whenever he says the whole, yeah, you're not my daughter and I'm not your father. That was taken straight from the game, almost scene for scene, line by line, it, immaculately well done. Yeah. And like, you feel it from both of them. And they're, you know, Ellie's so hurt by it. And she said that, you know, I've lost everyone too. That was incredibly well done. And of course they take off from there. And it's really cool. Cause after like, you know, Joel has his whole like reconsideration of everything. Whenever Ellie chooses him, they have a few good scenes. Like whenever he's showing her how to shoot the, the rifle oh, right. and everything. Yeah. yeah, that was great. Just straight up dad mode. Yeah. Uh, just the interaction is perfect and there was one specific thing that such a small thing but really stuck out to me uh, whenever they're talking and they're riding on the back of the horse and like she like leans on to him like with her head and like rested on his back and it was really father-daughter-esque and um they're both on the same page in terms of what the relationship is developed into and that was really cool actually seeing that and um you know both of them kind of coming together in that sort of aspect and um yeah it accelerated quick for like i don't want nothing to do with you you're not my daughter to like they both i think clicked in their head with the good night's sleep of like no like she's definitely his daughter now like in some sense like they're connected we're all we got you know like that's what it is and it's like i thought it was really interesting because like at the beginning he doesn't even tell tommy about her whole immunity thing and it's like and it was almost like he was choosing her over tommy yeah. Then he has his whole kind of breakdown moment, but that was really cool seeing that aspect of it. Um, the way that they portrayed it, they both just acted the shit out of their roles. I mean, they're getting better and better and better the way that they depict their characters. It's just like, it's just a constant sort of improvement. Yeah. And um, yeah, then they go down into the, that part, they, they condensed it a lot whenever they go to that school the abandoned university it's pretty cool whenever they see the monkeys because uh, she never saw monkeys in real life so it's like just zoo animals that got loose and ended up over there like i think I they have, explained it as being like test animals right yeah i have a couple I, I don't know if i asked you this yet but i think i did ask you about the birds and stuff like why animals aren't infected like i, I don't understand that and i don't know if i'm going to get that answered <laughs> but uh I did, it became about again with the monkeys. I was like, well, why aren't these monkeys like infected? Like, why aren't they like, you know, attacking more people um, like anything else? I just found that a little weird. Then the sheep and stuff on the farm, yeah. or in, the, in the town, they had different animals that they used. I'll, I'll look into that myself. Maybe I'll have a, an answer unless somebody knows, just text me or whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I just find that weird that they're not infected because I thought cordyceps infected really like they like can infect everything. everything. Yeah. And like they, they like the biggest thing is like the mushrooms and stuff that you hear about or whatever. But I think in order to do humans, it had to be like a certain temperature. Uh, that that that's like that lady had touches on it. Like you know, it only does if it's this temperature. Like the body has yeah. to be this temperature. And then I would assume that animals like like what are they different? Especially like a monkey being so similar to a human. Um, why aren't yeah. they affected? But anyways, I'll go investigate that myself. To finish this off, I was going to ask you about the last scene. So yeah. it kind of, kind of puts you in the, like how, like I said, how the hell are they going to get out of this type of thing? My my guess yeah. is Tommy's following them or somebody's following them or something. They drag them 
Ellie ends up dragging him by a rope or something. I don't know. Um, back to the town. Uh, but is that is that shot kind of similar to the game to where he gets hurt in an aspect and it's kind of Ellie left for left for dead in a sense? It's the same basic story. Like it's that whole thing. Like they really heavily condensed that in terms of those guys being outside him getting in the the scuffle and then taking the broken bat getting stabbed like that um in the game it's way more drawn out just just for the sake of like action sequences so there's a lot of shootouts and stuff that you're taking place uh, inside the uh the school really cool sequences too um really well done within the game but it's the same it's still the same ultimate result so at the end of that he ends up he ends up injured it's not the exact same thing but it, it kind of ends in that same sort of way. So, um, yeah, this next episode, we kind of even touched on it last week, that the title of the episode is named after the uh, the DLC from the game, which was released, like, after the fact, like, quite some time after the fact. Um, it's called Left Behind, and it gives just kind of more backstory on Ellie. So, like, we can pretty much expect that on this next episode where they're going to do that. It's it's pretty cool that they're incorporating it as part of the the, the season as well. Because whenever you play the game, like, there's a pretty significant leap in time and stuff like that. Like, that's not a huge spoiler or anything. But uh, yeah. then they ended up releasing the DLC later on whenever they did the remaster. And it ends up, um, like, filling, kind of filling in some gaps. And, and you'll see whenever the, the episode plays out because I think it's going to be pretty spot on to the way that the game was. But instead of it being this big separate thing, like they're just incorporating it into a full episode. So I'm I'm pretty excited about that. Like I think that that's that's well done. It'll give more insight into Ellie and um and those types of details. So uh, I think it's really going to give Bella Ramsey a t- uh, an opportunity to shine as well. Yeah, it but, seems uh, like they're gonna like you had mentioned, kind of veer off to story and kind of get a little backstory of Ellie and her time kind of getting, I don't know, recruited by a QZ or kind of going through the the training or schooling of it. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I think you're right. I think Bella's going to have a, a, a Bella episode. And then, man, only only two more after that. So it's coming as, as much as we just started with it. It's also going to be a fast end because, um, I mean, he has, to go be the, dude. he has to go be the Mandalorian here pretty soon. So, like, the guy... The guy has to go he's make busy. another billion dollars of stuff. Uh, he's working overtime. Did you see his his Mario Kart uh, SNL skit? No, I heard about it. Oh, I saw you, like you still yeah. shots. You got it. Like as soon as we end here, go watch it. If you haven't, anybody's never seen it, go watch the Saturday Night Live Mario Kart uh, Pedro Pascal skit. It's so perfect. It's so well done too. Um, it's really, really good. Go check that out. I'll send you the link if you don't even want to look for it. It's that good. I need, yeah, <laughs> I need, I need to check that out. Cause like, dude, cause we talked about it before. I had, I haven't really watched a lot of stuff that Pedro was in and um, I would hear about him or whatever, but he's just, he's so damn good. And he really got the chance to show it in this episode, like why he was cast. I mean, it was clear from the beginning why he was cast and he just keeps reminding you throughout, you know what I mean? Like being able to show all these different sides and, in facets of the character and it's like and he really embodies uh the character of joel and um i don't know i am sad that it's almost near a conclusion man because it's just so well done and it's like it's pretty fast-paced considering but like the game itself like said being 10 years old and mostly linear it 
like I think it took me the first time I played it through like 15 hours total, which is considered short by you know modern standards. It's so um because I also take I'm also really slow at playing games like that. I just kind of take my time and immerse myself in it. But um yeah, it's just going by. There's so much for them to that they've covered, but like this is another example of how it's like they're doing something different each episode. It's like they have a different vibe. This one had very little action in it um, other than the very end, and it didn't need it. It's like they it, it just gave them more drama. It's a drama series. It's not a horror series. It's not a, an action series. It's a drama series is really what it is at its heart, and um, they're completely killing it. Did, like, you, did you think it was going to be more of a drama series going in, having played the game, or did you think it was going to be more action? I really didn't know. I really, really didn't know. Cause it's like, I knew that they had, we talked about it before, how a lot of the stuff plays out with like dialogue between um, Joel and Ellie that um, that gives a lot of like lore to the the whole world yeah. that they're in and stuff like that. But there's still, obviously it still is a video game. It's still a lot of action and there was a lot more action in the game, but I'm not mad that they haven't had as much action here because it works just because they're they're doing well. And I think that, I still stick to my original um, opinion that every single change that they've made has been for the better. And it just makes more sense in that medium. And I'm really curious as it plays out, whenever it finally ends, I saw this um, like an editorial after the the last episode came out um, that I read this morning where they were saying like still the definitive way to experience this whole thing is to play the game and not watch the series. And I guess I kind of still believe that to a certain extent because whenever you're playing a video game there's it's just a different medium it's like yeah. you know you can make those same arguments in terms of a book versus a movie sort of thing where oftentimes people will say you know the book is still better as excellent as the movie is you know what i mean and but it's just a different thing it's like you look at mcu movies and stuff like that and it's awesome and it's like if you came from the comics like you had a different way of enjoying it yeah, it's saying one's better than the other almost is unfair. Whenever yeah. something's really well done, but uh, but I I do kind of can see the point I guess just because it gives it's just a different type of thing that a, a movie can't do what a video game can do just like a video game can't do what a movie can do or a series can do. Yeah, but because um, I'm I'm sure as emotional as the game was playing it, like some of these acting things that has been happening in this series, like they can't pull off in the game. Like you can't pull off a, a Henry and Sam as as well as they did or an offerman as well as he does um so yeah, yeah. but then also there's some yeah. aspects of the game as close probably, as it can get yeah yeah i'm comfortable with them coexisting it's like they're both two different versions of the essentially the same thing yeah. and it's like and they both stand on their own because it's like i wouldn't say that one is better than the other it, to me like you need to experience both honestly because they they both have their you know, the things that they do really well. And and as it fleshes out, it's going to get even more. Um, we can kind of cap it off on this. One of the coolest things that were like a little line that passed by that was noticeable, but more noticeable after the fact, whenever I kind of thought back about it, um, was whenever they were talking, there's a scene like late in the in the episode where Joel is explaining the the rules of football to, um, to Ellie. Oh, yeah. And... And she sums it up by saying, she's like, so you're just basically moving in the same direction the whole time. And he was like, yeah, but there's violence. And then mm. like, that was, that was so awesome. Cause that really kind of sums up the game to a certain extent. 
in terms of it's like you're just like it summed up everything it's like a, a like an analog for the entire story yeah where it's like we're just pushing forward the whole time but the interest in it is that there is violence and that there is turmoil or whatever and it's like it was this weird like oversimplification of football yeah. and the the series itself but it was also fitting so like i thought that that was kind of dope and it's like that because that really sums up everything I like that. That's really good. Because the other conversation that they were having was, and it kind of was an ongoing little thing throughout the whole episode of this last one was the sheep thing. She asked him like what he wants to do after all this. And he was like, I want my own ranch. I want to raise sheep or whatever. And then you see like the sheep at the at Jackson at the at the town that they built. And then at yeah. the end, he kind of mentioned like, I don't want to do sheep anymore. He's like, I want to be a singer. And it just kind of throws you a curveball. And the, the, the horse conversations, the conversations they have while walking, getting to whatever destination they're coming to next are some of those great, like, thinking scenes of, like, there's yeah. more to it other than just dialogue. Like, there's there's reasons why they're putting it in there. And, yeah, having you say that now, it's just like, I didn't even think about it until, like, you say it now. It's, yeah. oh, that's, that is pretty, like, there was no reason for them to talk about football, honestly. But they threw it in there because it was kind of like, alluding to like yeah that's kind of what this is going to be like is it's what the reality is yeah yeah, yeah it's really and it's like because it worked on multiple levels because it was just like a dad explaining football to his daughter yeah. but it like it really was like a good analogy for the entire uh, you know the entire process and it's like yeah i'm excited to see it moving forward like seeing joel injured at the end and stuff like i yeah. said like it, it's ready to be hurt it's heavy it's ready to be hurt again dig this all right all right all right fresh fresh at it again with the freshness staying, staying fresh staying fresh i'm really excited about the one i sent you not that i know a lot about it um but i had heard it like last week and i've been playing it all week so so one of those new fresh 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 jams that you kind of just get into it's like the only thing you listen to whenever you get a chance to listen to a song um uh, yeah, and those who don't know what fresh what we're doing right now, we're just sending sending fresh songs to each other, and we listen to them live, live, live on air, on air. Uh, That's the right. first time, and we give our reactions to them. So, if you're fresh to the pod, this is our fresh segment, and we just we just shout the good music and put y'all onto something if y'all haven't heard it. Um, so yeah, let me set mine up, man. So I yeah. sent you great title, by the way. 99 Corolla is the name of the song, and uh, the artist is called Medium Build. Also, pretty good name, too. All I know yeah. is he's, he's from Alaska, so he has Alaska vibes to him. Um, <laughs> whatever that means. Uh, but yeah, right. man, came across this just the other day, just came on in a shuffle of, uh, of similar songs. And yeah, man, there's not much to it other than I'm really enjoying it, and I think you'll know the reasons why. I'm excited about hearing it. Like, oh, so that's good title, good artist name, weird artist name, really. The uh, artwork is like drawn and almost like crayon. Like, it looks like something off of like really late night adult swim. Yeah. Um, or something like that. So, like, which is exactly my vibe. Like, that pretty much embodies who I am. So, I can, I can safely assume that I'm going to enjoy this. 
So let's go ahead and get into 99 Corolla. I thought ripping donuts in my 99 Corolla would empty out the sadness from your head. I made stronger coffee. I kissed on you softly But nothing seemed to wake you from the dead And Jackie, I'm trying To forget about the things we said But you're teaching me new ways to feel so sad And Jackie, I'm crying I didn't know Man, that's so badass. Like, it's really good. It, like, just a couple of seconds in, and it's already got your attention. So, it, like, starts out with this beat that's just hard as hell. There's like a lot of negative space in the beat, which is yeah. hard to do. And they they executed it well, whoever produced that. So, it already sounds cool right offhand. And, like, it's at this tempo that, like, I just didn't expect. And it's funny because it's like you see the the album art and you expect this really like indie aesthetic. And I guess the beat kind of gives that a little bit, but then the vocals come in and dude is just body in the vocals. Like his, his voice is so strong and it's recorded so well. Like it doesn't sound like recorded in, you know, in, in the bedroom sort of thing. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Guy on a guy on a used MacBook sort of vibe. Like it's recorded really well and they capture like how strong his vocals are. Um, cause he's hitting it and it tells this really cool story, uh, has a really good hook in it that whenever he comes in strong and it has like a little bit of effect on his voice. Yeah. That Jackie, I'm crying. It's perfect. Like everything about that is like so well done. And then it has that cool bridge and then it just, it ties it up. Like, yeah, man. So, so dope. Like that's definitely going to be in regular rotation. Because it's, it's good, um, very unique, but very still very attainable, just because of how good he can sing. The, yeah, and, the, um, the the intention in his voice, and then the lyrics are really good too. Like, I don't know if it's alluding to. I mean, obviously, probably like a breakup or something. Uh, but classic like breakup vibes when it comes to like the lyrics and yeah. the feel of very it. real. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, man, I, I, I've been listening to that all week. It's it's been good. I haven't even looked at another song, honestly. This has just been in my life yeah. songs and I've just been going <laughs> to it on top. And, uh, and yeah, man, it's just how I've been, I've been listening through stuff, but, uh, yeah, man, I loved it. Love the sound of it. It has that like a little funk, little riff to it with the, with the beat and yeah. Man, yeah, it does. Give me a good voice on top of that. It's, it's all, it's all the formula you want. Right. Like his vibe. I didn't expect that much soul coming from it. Yeah. Like, that's it, what I was going to say. Yeah. You expect a lot more of like an indie vibe from it. And it's like, I guess it's, it's you there, it. yeah. It's, it's a, but it's the best version of it in terms of execution. He uh he followed the rules of just hey man, just put a put a woman's name in the in the in the hook and you're good. Like when he yeah. th- drops that Jackie, you're just like instantly, uh, instantly hooked. Like oh, he's talking about somebody real in this one. Like, hey, he that's knows, a real person. Yeah. We all know a Jackie. Yeah, we, we all, all know that. Have Insert name here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's cool. Like the whole Anchorage, Alaska thing is is like it's funny because sometimes whenever people come from like a kind of almost a random place like that, that's not well known for that, mm-hmm. you know, for music or whatever it is. 
it's like they almost get the most like broad like range of influences i think oh yeah it's a good point because you know what i mean because it's not like like if you're if you're a houston rapper then you sound like a houston rapper because you grew up on houston rappers and there's a distinctive sound to it la like especially like socal is going to sound a certain way no matter the genre um but it's like it's like this guy he's in the middle of nowhere i'm guessing and he's got a broad range of influence because you can hear a lot of different stuff and yeah yeah he really took it I had to come with the heat, man. You came, you came good last time with the drug dealer song that I've listened to, uh, also throughout the week, and I had to come with something, with something hot. Uh, You brought it, man. You brought it. I like it. Yeah, cool, man. Tell me about yours. I brought something different this week. So I've talked about K-pop and being a fan of that. That's been my guilty pleasure is is K-pop music because it's no secret at this point that I listen to a broad array of music. Everything from jazz to deathcore to whatever it may be, um, a French R&B and uh, K-pop is a um, is a recurring sort of uh, guilty pleasure for me. So this group is called New Jeans, whatever. K-pop groups tend to be like they're constructed that way. It's that there's a big difference. Like over here, it's like you're an industry plant. Over there, it's like, no, this is how we create pop mega groups. It's like we run contests and reality shows and we put you all together and there's a big machine behind it. And um, it's kind of nice because it's uh, then you don't like worry about it. It's like they can, they do a certain thing. They have a lot of budget and money behind what they're doing. So it's always going to be executed a certain way. Um, but this particular song is just really catchy. It's just catchy as shit. It's like legit my favorite song right now. And it's very bubblegum pop. Like you're going to hear that the um the members of this particular group are all like high school age they range something like 14 to 18 so like it is what it is and it's like i don't expect everybody to necessarily like it but it is catchy and the more that you listen to it the more that you'll like it because it's just infectious and um yeah you'll see what i mean like i don't know i I do really really dig it a lot and i just keep running it back for whatever reason just because it's um I just really like it. Don't judge me. <laughs> I'm not going to judge you. <laughs> I, I honestly lean towards liking a lot of K-pop that I listen to. A lot of it is yeah. like how you explain very like machine type thing to where it's you definitely hear like it's been, you know, done done well by a certain group of people that want it to be done well. Um, yeah. And yeah, this one kind of lays along that, like you said, New Jeans, which isn't a bad name, but the... Uh, the name of the song is called OMG. So take that for what it is. Um, and like you had mentioned, all kind of very young um, girls and they're kind of like in their outfits, their school outfits. And they're kind of, I don't know what they're doing in this looped video of the song. It looks like they're kind of working on a project or something. We'll see. We'll see what the OMG is about. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm excited to hear it because I'm always, I'm always wanting to, get more into k-pop it's just hard to kind of pick and choose what you want to start um but yeah i like a lot of it so yeah um i think this is a really good entry into the k-pop genre just in general because it's it's very attainable and like and it's very it's like 50 50 english and korean and like the korean isn't off-putting because it they really transition back and forth between it so like if you're going to listen to k-pop if you're going to give it a chance i think this is a really really good place to start 
and it's it's going kind of viral on its own oh, so is it? yeah cool. well let's let's try on these new jeans man let's do it pretty good very very good hey, you're right like the the blend of the the korean and the english together is perfectly done like this is yeah. no different than what doja cat puts out right now like the sound of it and everything like it's yeah. it's a doja cat song here in the u.s um and yeah i mean if you're a fan of doja cat you know what she brings to the table she's just real catchy yeah. uh sounds really good um it's a, it's a perfect pop song man it's really good it's just good pop music, man. It's re- it's really infectious. And like yeah. I'm telling you, the more you hear it, the more you'll want to hear it. That hook, just with the way that it drops in the halftime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that repeated over and over helps quite a bit. And like I said, them blending, it doesn't feel like it's a uh, foreign song. It feels like it's a it's an English song and American song. It feels like a American pop song. Uh, reminding me quite yeah. a bit of like Pussycat Dolls and that type of genre of of yeah yeah girl group type type things not necessarily um solo girl like you know Britney Spears Christina Aguilera but more like a R&B type uh ish leaning towards that like it's influenced yeah. but still like a bubblegum pop type yeah. of thing and yeah. it's like that's what it's intended to be and it's like if you just kind of like enjoy it for what it is just kind of being like fun and youthful and just you know what I mean real bubbly and infectious like yeah. it's actually really enjoyable and it's um yeah, and it's it's a whole thing. Like I almost thought about sending you like one of the videos, but I was like, oh, just hear the song first. But it's like they have that's a staple of the K-pop stuff is they always have like this real intricate choreography that's like tied to the song. It's like this really complete package deal of what they do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the visual aspect of it. So they always have real specific kind of dances, and it's like it's made where you know people can emulate that and do their own versions of the dances. Yeah. And um it's it a hits whole, all those points. Yeah, it's, it's a also, thing, yeah. The whole show, it's like entertainment it to its core, like everything kind of incorporated into what entertainment can yeah. be over there as far as visually, audio, uh, video, just kind of everything they can kind of push out, they will merge, you know, they're gonna do everything. They yeah, it's a very commercial thing. Like one thing that's really common with these types of K-pop groups is they'll release like five different versions of the video like they'll have a music video yeah then they'll have like a performance video sometimes more than one where they're doing the choreography and this more focus on the choreography and a lot of the bigger ones will also release like practice videos where they're 
practicing the choreography just to have more stuff because wild. it's like they're just capitalizing on getting as many millions of views as they can. And um, there's this big machine behind it, but it's just kind of like one of those things. It's just like, it's like Coca-Cola. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's everywhere. It's whatever, but it's like, it's still good. So just what it is. You know what I mean? It's really the bud light of, of uh, <laughs> that type of thing. And it's like, yeah. and if you just enjoy it for what it is, it's like I said, it's, it gets, it's an earworm thing. And that, oh my, oh my God, with the beat drop, yeah. it gets stuck in your head and watch, I'll, I'll send you like a reel from Instagram of one of them. And then that's, what's going to be in all throughout your feed, because it's like half my feed lately has been just <laughs> grown ass men doing the the routine. I did it myself. I did a, a thing the other day. I did a reel where I was like, this is what people think I listen to. And this is what oh, okay. I actually listen to. In the the car. And it was that song. And that like, and I did the little choreography from it gotcha. because once you see it, the whole thing just gets stuck in your head because it's designed to do that. And, um, it's but crazy. I'm here with, it's like, I just enjoy it for what it is. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just, it's a Snickers bar. It's a Reese's. It's speaking, just, of, it's speaking of sheep, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just fall in line you know what i mean they're comfortable you, have you ever met a, a sheep like everyone always uses that as like some sort of like this but yeah. it's like when have you met a like a, a really depressed sheep they always seem perfectly content just following in line they're just like i'll go over there i'm cool yeah. with it if all my like, friends are going over there why shouldn't i go over there why shouldn't i go over there the whole herd is going that way like yeah. i'm gonna follow them they seem well taken care of and they all look happy they're all eating yeah. So like I'm falling in line. <laughs> That's good. Well, it sounded good, man. Like I said, it's like the perfect pop song. Like you, you want a you want a good pop song to put in your head and feel good and be cheery. Like that's it. Just l listen to it while you're running or something. You're perfect, gonna end yeah. up singing it. You'll start singing that hook. I'm telling you, dude. Because because it it's just it's crack cocaine, um, and it's designed to be that way. It's gonna get stuck in your mind. Like if you hear it five times, you're gonna hear it a hundred times because that's what it's designed to do, and I'm I'm, I'm totally here for it. I'll, I'll report back on how many times I catch myself repeating it and just being like, "Damn it, he's right!" Like I'll just I'll just like do some baz afterwards. I'll just join along with the herd. Uh, yeah. Every time I I'll, every I'll time I do it, I'll just send you a sheep emoji and just be like, "Uh, damn it." <laughs> We'll have a sheep counter. I like that. And then and then we'll you once we both know the full choreography, then we'll go ahead and release something. Uh, our dance interpretation of that song. <laughs> <laughs>